0: yes i know what you think of me you never shut up. never should never should have never, should've. never, should've.
1: never should've. good morning everybody today is wednesday november 15th 2023 i'm your host Junior, and today we pulled bliss five four three two, two
0: one it's
2: the-
1: You know her. You love her. It's Lynn Nettleton. Hi, Lynn Nettleton. Hi, friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Good. Well, let's get right into the thick of it. We were on our Codlight Sneeze episode because you did a cover of Codlight Sneeze.
0: It was. Mm-hmm.
1: And it was fantastic. Oh. And you're working on a cover of Bliss? Question mark? I shouldn't have told you this
0: because (laughs) I thought this is going to be super cool. I'm going to learn a song. I rarely play guitar anymore, but I thought, you know, I'm going to challenge myself and I'm going to learn bliss before I record with you today. And as I got into the song I'm like no it's not happening I am no longer (laughs) the amateur guitar player I used to be so Uh,
1: you just need to practice you just need like regular practice
0: you're right I do I should I should practice regularly but I don't so I'm sorry to let you down but um (laughs) maybe someday
1: you live in the same town as Shay, your sister, Shay, right? I'm assuming.
0: I do not live in the same town. We live in completely different counties. So I'm in Sonoma County, then uh, the North Bay, wine country, and she's in the East Bay and Brentwood.
1: But what is that like being separated from your soulmate?
0: You know, it really, there's like no space because we're constantly either on the phone or texting, usually texting, but there's, okay, okay. it's like, yeah. It, and she did tell me that you're um, planning a trip, so yeah. I'm going to come hang out.
1: So you can still, you still have time to learn it is what I'm saying. <laughs> you still oh. have time to practice and learn.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's my challenge.
1: Yeah. Devote your heart and soul to it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll do my best. That'll be bliss. Okay, so we pulled bliss. What do you think bliss has to say about our week? We're in the middle of the week. It's hump day.
0: Well, recently I was actually, I hadn't listened to the song in like a while. I've been in a Taylor Swift world right now. (laughs) I've
1: noticed.
0: I love you, Tori, but like, also my 10 year old daughter is a huge Swiftie, So it's like, I am immersed in Taylor Swift right now. So, you know, Tori is there, but I just haven't been listening a lot to her lately anyway. But when I listened to the song yesterday, I was like, this song completely has a different meaning for me, at least right now in my life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe other people can relate, I don't know. But, um, i've definitely had some weird stuff going on with a particular person in my life like a friend and i think it's like kind of over now which is really weird because it's like weird to say that you're breaking up with a friend or you know it's just really hard to say something like that and like uh, accept it but like i know that with this song with bliss it's like tori already always talked about like control like taking control um, with this song. And like, I kind of feel like that's what I'm doing in this situation with this particular person. And I feel like I'm really bad at confrontation. And I'm really bad at like, I'm kind of let people walk all over me. Mm. Sometimes. <laughs> so in this situation, I felt like really empowered in a weird way, even though I, I really do love this person. But like, I felt wronged. And so now I'm just kind of like taking control and like finding a different kind of bliss. Like, you know, she and I share a lot of similarities and the music we love and Broadway shows, just like a lot of stuff that we share together. And it's going to be kind of a hard time to let go of that with her. But I'm finding a new bliss in that I am taking control of the situation and moving on from it with maybe the great memories I've had of being her friend and kind of letting go of that. So that's just kind of what the song was doing for me in this moment.
1: I mean, I'm, very sorry to hear that, but I that resonates really deeply with me because I've been through that exact situation. So something that stood out to me while you were talking is she says, maybe we're a bliss of another kind, but it could be maybe we were a bliss of another kind. And so that song then can honor the present and the past as well, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that is amazing because I feel like we were a bliss of another kind at one point and now we are going to be a completely different kind of bliss yeah maybe and maybe it's only for me on my side because she knows that she was kind of the wrong one in our situation and so oh, no you know and i i am usually the one that okay let you back in yeah um, let's this? figure this out And I feel like there's so much room for that in relationships. That's okay to do. But there's also a point where you have to take control and like find another way that you can be comfortable in the situation that you have. And I appreciate the friendship that we had, but I don't want to be burned again. And I'm like taking control of that. It's a different kind of bliss. I do love that.
1: I love that strength that you found. Now, two things. One, people don't talk about, I do, but like there's not a lot written about friendship breakups, like the real powerful, like loss, the grieving process of that too. There's so much written about like conscious uncoupling from a partner, you know, or a romantic relationship. And everybody knows the grief that comes there, but like there's not a lot that you can point to that says like, okay, this is a resource you can turn to. So that's what I learned in my journey. And that the grieving process can be even deeper than losing a partner, because there's a different level of trust, you know, there's a different connection, kind of, I don't know. So that was one thing. Do you believe in, have you heard of the journey of souls? No. It's this idea that the life between lives, like that your soul is going on a journey through space and time, and this is just but one incarnation of your physical self, and that between lives, your soul is going on a journey. Anyway, I was going to do this life between lives therapy, and this guy asked me to cast the 10 people in my life, like my 10 cast of characters in a play, like the 10 most important people in your life, and supposedly... In his opinion, that and his research, that your soul interacts with like the same beings again and again. Would this person be in your top ten, like your cast of ten in your life?
0: I believe so. Yeah, I do. These been and interestingly enough in my group of closest friends. She's been the hardest one to let in with some of them because like I said, I I can just easily be like, "Oh, don't forget about it." She's just like that way sometimes or, you know, I dismiss some of the like behaviors that other oh. friends of mine didn't really like, but for me, it's like, yeah, she's a top 10 cast member for sure because of the connections that we have the fun times we've had the connections that we've had on so many things that we enjoy together that I I don't really get to do with anyone else you know So yes, definitely a top 10.
1: So according to that guy whose name escapes me right now, but he wrote Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls, apparently those top 10 people are the people like you that like if they're an antagonist in your life, like they'll play another role in your next journey on this planet or in time and space, supposedly. I don't know if that brings you anything. But for me, that brought me great comfort to know that like this really important person in my life didn't... um, that we'll maybe see each other again someday. And, you do you know,
0: feel? Do you feel like that's? Why do you feel like that gives you comfort, though? Because, I
1: mean... because uh, it's not the same in your situation. Maybe if your friend wronged you, mm-hmm. um, I feel like we didn't we wronged each other, but it was purely like circumstance. It wasn't like we set out to wrong each other. I don't know. Just things changed and things happened. So. I never got to really, not that closure is deserved by, you know, you never get closure really. <laughs> I never got closure. Yeah. <laughs> it brings me comfort to know that like maybe we in a different lifetime, it can be pure again. It can be yeah, like, yeah you get it. I
0: understand that totally. Yeah.
1: It's also hard to taint when you've had a friend breakup. This is what I was going to say is that it's hard not to remember everything poorly after like the bad thing that happened, it's hard not to like let that color the rest of your friendship. And you said something really beautiful, which is like, you're honoring the bliss that you had with this person before. I really just wanted to note that that was great. Good job. Oh. <laughs> so wise.
0: Thanks, Ephraim. I try.
1: What else is happening? How's your theater life?
0: Theater life is in on a kind of a hiatus. So I didn't take any classes this semester at the college because it did not line up with my work schedule because now all of my theater classes are going to be in person. So, But I really overdid it last semester. So I figure (laughs) I'm kind of evening things out. But I am involved with my daughter's school right now with the play that they're doing. They're doing Goosebumps the Musical by Arnold Stein.
1: I didn't know that was a musical. That's great.
0: It's brand new, like a couple years old. My daughter is one of the lead roles. So that's super exciting. And all of the kids who auditioned that did not get a part in the play, I and another parent are um, running a class called the Theater Arts Program. We call it TAP. And we're basically working on an opening number for the show. So oh, these are like fun. kindergartners up through yeah. fifth grade or whatever. So that's taking up a lot of my time. And I'm also organizing the variety show at her school, too. So, oh, wow, you know. It's busy.
1: I love doing like a pre-show opening number. You yeah, this
0: this is gonna be super fun because actually we were able to figure out how to tie in this like opening number into the story of the actual goosebumps the musical
1: because amazing
0: yeah so it's super fun. I can't wait for it to all come into
1: fruition and happen. When does it perform?
0: December I think it's eight, nine and ten.
1: Oh my God, it's like soon it's soon it's like in two weeks yeah three weeks ish. Yeah. very
0: soon and my daughter's also an adam's family at the local theater in, wow. in town so it's just a lot of running around being a theater mom you know
1: yeah is it the same daughter that's obsessed with taylor swift
0: my one and only daughter yes oh okay good <laughs> yeah. well
1: you know you know it's hard to keep up with quantities i know i, know. Yeah. I just know quality
0: Yeah, no, and I was telling Shay today, because Shay just doesn't get the Taylor Swift thing. She she understands that there's the whole lore of Taylor Swift and, you know, the fame and all that and how great she is at songwriting, blah, blah, but she just does not get the music. And I said, well, we'll put it into perspective of Tori. Okay, so (laughs) my daughter, who's 10 years old, all right, she is just as invested and involved in the lore of Taylor Swift as we are of Tori Amos. So she blows me away with not only does she have every single song memorized every literally every single song memorized in her catalog but she ties things from one song or one album to like a new song or a new album that's come out recently or the timelines of you know her relationships or the timeline of this it's just it blows my mind She does sister songs yes (laughs) that's great (laughs) so it's super fun to be a swifty with a 10 year old girl who's like super into it and like really good at it like mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it's a craft i, I was going to go see i missed the eras tour obviously in person it was a night it was a shit show as you recall mm-hmm. um <laughs> but you got to go and then you saw it in the movie theater and i missed it at the movie theater too because the one day that i was going to go was on a saturday afternoon and it was, I just, it was filled with screaming children, and I couldn't oh, do it. Oh my god! I couldn't do it. I was like, I need to go on a Monday matinee. That's when I. Yes,
0: and not yeah. the first opening, you know, week. Oh or yeah, whatever, I went. Yeah, the show came out, and yeah, that I, I saw it twice already in the theater once with um, Shay's daughter, Anna, and my mom and Kaylee, my daughter. And that was on the opening weekend, but it was at like eight o'clock at night. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't that busy. And then we saw it a weekend later at like a two Mm o'clock show and it was perfect. And we were able to just stand up and dance in our seats. Yeah.
1: Well, thank God Anna has you. Are you like the cool aunt?
0: Now I am because... Anna was not a Swifty either until, you know, folklore and Evermore started coming out. Yes. So we just started going like, oh, well, we really, we really know our shit now. So it's so funny because like I text more to Anna now than I ever have before because (laughs) we have so much to talk
1: about. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. It's the power of music. It's the power. It's a bliss of another kind.
0: It really is.
1: Uh, Do you remember what's your favorite versions of bliss? Do you remember when she was doing it with uh, running up that hill last tour?
0: Yes, I do remember that. I remember taking a video of her performing that. I think it had to have been LA.
1: A video? I'm so sorry.
0: Yes, it was.
1: Was it John Witherspoon approved?
0: (laughs) No, it wasn't. But you know what? We had really cool seats. We were like front row of the balcony. Oh, that was such a really awesome moment because I recorded her doing a little bit of bliss and running <laughs> up the hill which is amazing and i think it was the same show that she did tear in your hand um oh. it was ending you know the set or whatever and she literally looked me in the eye and like waved at me while i was like oh my god to her yeah i
1: remember that oh wow and it
0: was such a moment and but i remember i think that that happened in the same show but we saw bliss with running up the hill like multiple times yeah. you know and yeah. I loved it during this tour. Me I too. really I really loved it. But you know what? I love my favorite version is in London ninety nine. Oh, I know
1: exactly October 29th 1999. Yes. Greatest show. Yes. Yeah. Greatest
0: show ever and Greatest
1: um, show.
0: Yeah. So that's my favorite, I think. Yeah.
1: I agree. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, I want to do two things with you, which I've been doing with these guests. Every guest that comes on, I'm drawing a Prism Oracle card for you. And the Prism Oracle card is like a deck of cards. They help you interpret your colorful intuition. It says, tap into your intuition with the magic of color. So I'm going to shuffle them in my hands until you tell me to stop. Hold on. And then that'll be your card for your life. Since this (laughs) this is my last time on Never Shut Up with Guests. This is the card that you have to live your life by, your entire life.
0: All right, I'm ready. I'm
1: shuffling. Tell me when. Stop. Ooh, okay. This one slid right up. This is confidence. <gasps> okay. All right. Let's look at it. It's in the brown family of cards. Let's look it up. Or is that purple? I can't tell. You know, where I'm sitting is really dark. Are you colorblind? No, no. It's just really dark. So I have a hard time. And the book that I read from is really, really small. So I, have, I feel like I'm struggling to read these always. Let me find confidence. Oh, yeah, it's black, not brown. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> confidence is not a fixed attribute. It's something that we're continuously working to build throughout our lives. In a reading, this card signifies that it's the right time to start working with and enhancing your sense of self-confidence. How can you build more confidence in your life in a meaningful way?
0: Wow. It kind of ties in a little bit with what we were already talking about. Yeah, Um, I agree. I feel like surrounding yourself with people who you really trust and who lift you up and support you, that's going to give you a boost of confidence for sure. Because I feel like if you don't have a good support system, you don't have a good friend circle, even if that circle is two or three people, Mm -hmm. you know? then you start to kind of question yourself and question your decisions in in life and whatnot. So totally can tie it back to making sure that you have the right people surrounding you to help you. And then that can help you do some inner reflection too.
1: I agree. It takes a lot of confidence to walk away though, too, you know, like confidence that you deserve more for yourself and that like, if someone has hurt you, yeah, it just takes a lot to walk away. I think.
0: It is. It's very painful and hard. And you question if you're doing the right thing, you know, yeah,
1: exactly. and
0: um, if this is like the second time I've ever had to do this in my life. And, you know, and you never know, maybe someday down the road, things will change and it's like, you know, you just let it go and, and, and be okay with that person again or it could be that you know time goes on and then you just remember that person in in a good light and and that's just what it is
1: you know we walk away from so many people our entire lives like life is a series of like fluctuating people i think Mm -hmm. Uh, but like the ones that really touch you deeply it's just really hard i didn't expect this conversation today lynn (laughs) uh so we have. I have another thing to do. I have a book called 14,000 things to be happy about. So we're going to find something to be happy about today. And okay. I'm going to thumb through this book and you're going to tell me when to stop and then I'll, I'll we'll figure it out. Okay. Thumbing, and okay. thumbing. Oh, stop. Okay. Left or right? Right. Right. Okay. I'm sliding my finger up and down the page until you tell me to Stop. Stop. Okay. Whenever, oh, this is good. Whenever you feel sad and you want to be happy, all you have to do is brew a pot of cinnamon coffee. Mm. That sounds delicious.
0: That sounds great. I'll do it tomorrow.
1: I know. And it's the holiday season almost. Mm -hmm. I mean, essentially. It is. What are you doing for Christmas or your holiday of choice?
0: Uh, We are just going to get together with family. Um, Christmas Eve, it's always going out to see my family. Christmas Day is usually with my husband's family. They're closer and probably see, you know, Shay and my mom and... Okay. do all the normal things okay oh, what about you
1: i haven't decided yet i know that i have a cookie party for david's mom's having a cookie mm-hmm. party on the 21st so i gotta go to that and that's my only commitment <laughs> I was i've thinking... heard
0: about this cookie party on the podcast legend before.
1: Legend. Yes. legend okay this cookie party is a legend <laughs> it's the first time back since covid so oh. it's t- she's tightened up the the guest list but i still made it Ugh.
0: Wow, you I have think, to be invited yeah. on the guest list.
1: I know, you have to be on the guest list. You wow. have to be inner circle now. So I'm going to go to that. And then maybe probably, I don't know. I haven't decided if I'm going to New Mexico yet or if I'm going to like expatriate to Germany. It's one of the two Oh, You know.
0: That sounds that's... exciting, though.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm trying to save money because I'm going to Eurovision in May.
0: Ooh. I know. Wow, where is that?
1: That's in Malmo, Malmo, Sweden.
0: Is that the thing that I always see with like the crazy music and laser lights. What is that?
1: No, Eurovision is a song contest. Every European country submits a song and then Hmm. it's like a week long contest until they get the winner of like the best song in all of Europe.
0: So what would you, what, what, what are you doing there? Like you're just there to witness it.
1: Well, yeah, I've, I've never been a big Eurovision fan, but my friend is, and he really wanted to go. And I said, well, I have a friend in Malmö, our friend Stefan. So I texted I texted Stefan and said, hey, what if we came out for Eurovision? And he said, okay, you can stay with me. And then I was like, well, now I'm in. So it'll be fun. <laughs>
0: nice. So that's next year, May of next yeah, year. Yeah, like
1: Cinco de Mayo. I'll be okay. spending my Cinco de Mayo in Malmö, Sweden. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> to bring a little culture. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, is there anything you want to say prior to your obviously you're going to be continue to listen to never shut up because rose crest will begin next year with her version of the show, which is going to be fantastic. We love rose. Is there any last words of wisdom Lynn that you want to share before I say goodbye?
0: Um, words of wisdom. I don't know about that. But I just want to say that I love listening to you on this podcast. Oh and you are truly an inspiration for you know, People who are this invested in a single songwriter... You know, I I just, I think that what you do is so amazing because you really dive deep into this. And so many of us have been fans for so long and so many years, and this is like exactly what people like us need and you have been doing it for, you know, so many years. And so I just wanted to say thank you for that because this has really been a fun journey to like go through all of everything Tori with you and meet so many people.
1: Well, thank you for saying all those kind things And I was telling David, like we were talking about like, when I first ideated this show, I was like, no, a daily show, it can work. (laughs) People want to hear about it every day. It's hard to explain to people who aren't. A, fans of Tori, but B, fans of any musician at this level, you know? Like, your daughter probably gets it. N- maybe not about Tori, but she gets the idea of, like, r- the deep dive, you know? So... Oh, yeah, uh,
0: she does. There is a Taylor Swift podcast. Shut so. up, is there? Yes, it's called 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast. Wow. And it's for people who dissect her songs, just like you're doing with Tori.
1: Oh, my um, God.
0: And they have, they know all the history. They're not doing, like, three-hour episodes, but they're doing about, you know, know, 30 minutes to an hour of just like diving deep line by line her her songs and then they do extras like if there's like news that everybody needs to talk about and know about so yeah it's super fun so my daughter's all over that too
1: the freedom and relaxation of a half hour podcast (laughs) imagine
0: (laughs) the editing that must go into that
1: i know they must be putting out episodes every day Um, I have an idea for Lana Del Rey podcast called Lana Del Radio, and then my Mariah Carey podcast called Carried Away, obviously. Oh my God. Um, I want to have like a conglomerate of artists and like different people hosting, them, obviously, like the experts in their field. So um, Brittany does not have a space in this. She does, but the only title I can come up with is Speared. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. That's not a good one.
0: It, well, <laughs> it needs a little work.
1: I know, but she does need, I mean, definitely, because I do think that Brittany's on her tail end of i don't think she'll be making much music in the future so it would be good to canonize it in fact i should start on that now my idea our idea together we got it this is copyright (laughs) no one can do it
0: i think it needs to happen because i have actually never sought out a podcast about britney i don't know what exists out there i'm sure there's something right yeah but (laughs) no one would have the drive i think that you have to do it so thank you. you should do it i will
1: it. i'm well then people know because then we can't get through drive all night
0: <laughs> true i'm yeah. i'm really gonna yeah just, you know i think david and shay are gonna be really pissed
1: off about i know i know we gotta get through this catalog <laughs> when we can if we can get to it is a long there are a lot of songs left but if we can get to like i would say unrepentant geraldine's then i'll start thinking about britney okay because by the time we get to unrepentant geraldine's there'll be like another two albums
0: well i'll hold you to it once you get to like giant's rolling pin or something i'll be like oh god remember remember you talked about the britney, britney? podcast britney Pod.
1: <laughs> it's Britain Um bitch. lynn it's always a pleasure to have you here i will see you at some point over the new year when i head out your way i'm
0: excited
1: i know me too and we'll have white claws around a fire sounds amazing oh sounds amazing okay have a good day Bye. bye oh always love talking to lynn just a heads up i'm going to be taking next week off for thanksgiving and because we have so few episodes left together i really want to maximize them throughout the year but we'll still we still have plenty of guests this week what's today wednesday okay let's see on the slate for tomorrow who's tomorrow oh (laughs) no guests just me and then friday We're going to have Jack Foster on the show. She's always a lovely time. That's what everybody at the Eagle says. Have a good day, everybody. Bye.